Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. You would do our stupid show. Yeah, you would. No, he would. Yeah, he would. No, Aaron Rodgers would not do our stupid show. We just saw a quote pop up. Uh, down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. <laughs> He's a little lighter and smarmier after uh, Danica dumped him or whoever dumped who. All the older quarterbacks are smarmy and smartass and a little gr- jaded. All the young ones, Lamar and, uh, and of course, Mahomes, they're all laughing while they're playing. Who is fi- the who's Fievel there on the left of this talking is, head uh, show? I don't know which personality that is. I forget his name. But, He'll hear us. Uh, Billy Rutledge will answer that. Who is the personality on the NFL Network that used to have a huge radio show in the afternoons nationally that has the gigantic ears? Uh, Andrew Siciliano. That yes, there Andrew you go. Siciliano. Yes, yeah, that's him. That's it. That's it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he had an afternoon show or a midday show, maybe that was national for a while on either Fox or ESPN. Uh, but Billy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. What about yourself? We were just uh, talking before we started the show that um, Tom Brady. I watched that game on Sunday. And Tom Brady looked like that last drive where he takes seven or eight minutes and chews up the clock. And at some point I said, this is what he looked like. But this is what the Patriots killed people with. You give them a little hope, and then they chew up the entire quarter with this long drive. And, and have a couple of third down plays that defy explanation. Go right to Gronk. He threw that one up to Gronk on a third and long, and Gronk went up there and got it. It was the only catch that Gronk had that, that series. And he, they basically put the game away with that drive. And I said, he's now in his Patriots groove. Would you agree? Oh, 100%, Tony. Uh, and this is not me being the biased Tampa Bay Bucks fan that I am. Him throwing for five touchdowns and 370 yards last week, he is looking like the Tom Brady of old. And I tell you what, he hasn't had this great of a supporting cast since that one year with Randy Moss when they almost won a Super Bowl, losing to the Giants after an undefeated season. He has looked great. He has really came along after their week one loss versus the Saints. And I think a lot of that credit goes to the offensive line. Uh, Tom Brady met with the media today and had some quotes about it, just how the rookie Tristan Wirfs was playing and how they have gelled. You got to keep that man upright if he's going to be playing at the old ripe age that he is at. So Tampa really seems to get it going. And when you got guys like Mike Evans who can just make football plays and and just can just throw it up there to him, it, it is a match made in heaven. So I'm very excited about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what Tom can do. Obviously, they have the offensive positions in place to make a run. Uh, do they have the defense to make a deep run? Is that coming along? Well, it is. Um, you know, last year they were the number one rushing defense in the country. And um, this year, they I think they've surprised a lot of people. They have one of the top-rated rookies in Antonio Winfield, who was named NFC Rookie of the Month 
just last month. And also with what Devin White has been doing, Levante David, and not to mention the sack leader in 2019, Shaquille Barrett, and Dominic and Sue. I mean, there are some well-known names on that team. It really does come down to the corners. They have some young, inexperienced corners in Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting, and sometimes that can get the best of them. But, you know, we could talk about the Kentucky football game when we're talking about defenses. Sometimes you don't know, is it the pass rush or is it the secondary? What's the problem? And so a lot of times they have to work in harmony if you're going to have a good defense. The Bucks have a pass rush. They have a great rush defense. And if they got a quarterback that can keep them in it, unlike last year in Jameis Winston, who I think started almost every game with a pick six. There's not a defensive coordinator in America that wouldn't take the pressure on the quarterback first and then coverage over top second. Uh, if you can get, if you can hurry your quarterback or the other guy, or you, you can't a, cover anybody for five seconds, no, you so can't. you've got to. No, you got to get to the quarterback. Those defensive linemen, the edge players, bringing pressure from safeties on the edge. I mean, that's the stuff that uh, you want to put pressure on the QB. The QB really still controls a lot of what's going on with the with a, a regular uh, football game. I think the one more thing. I'm not going to gush over the devil, and that it's Tom Brady is the devil. There's no way he hasn't lost a. <laughs> No, he hasn't lost a single hair on his head. It's not fair. Okay, you can't be that good looking. All right, at that age, be that healthy, right? Like he's played. What? What is this? His. It's all his damn juice. Is this his nineteenth season or something? Twentieth, I think. It's, if it's his twentieth season, you've been playing in the NFL. You're not supposed to be able to walk, right? And he looks like that. He's married to one of the most beautiful women on planet Earth, which, by the way, has a hundred million dollars more than what he's got. So she's got more money than you. And she's the most beautiful woman ever to come out of Brazil. So you're not supposed to have six Super Bowl rings when you look like that and have that kind of life. It's not fair. You're the devil. It's time for him to catch a break, Billy. Yeah. Uh, but (laughs) He he is, uh, guys, he's in his 21st year at the age of 43. So it is spectacular. I'm not sure what's in that TB12 diet, but, you know, maybe you should get some of that, Tony. No, there's no doubt. But part of that is 21 years Nothing rattles him. Like before, the reason the Giants won those Patriots games, those Pat Super Bowl games, is because they hit him a couple times, and then he started to do the Peyton Manning sort of happy feet and getting rid of the ball too early. And and that's how the secret to beat the Pats was get to Tom Brady. Now he's just like they were down in that game. And normally that team would just shut it down and lose last year. Tom Brady was like, no, we're fine. We're going to come back and win this game. And they had to score on every possession in the second half, which I think they did. So he, the difference between Tampa Bay last year and this year is you got Tom Brady in the second half going, hey, everybody chill. I got this. And and that, I mean, come on. Really? I mean, that's yeah, the difference. It, it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, despite their opening loss to the Saints, I'm, I'm rather mad that our my co-host Billy Prickett isn't on the show right now because we could talk about how bad they look and, how the path is being set up for the Bucks to make the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. But we've been talking about the defense a little bit and the pressure in the secondary. Just one note on that. Did you guys see Jair Alexander last night holding Calvin Ridley to zero receptions? Zero catches. I mean, he, he looks like one of the best corners in the game, guys. Okay, along those lines, if, if we're talking during the summertime, during one of our little segments where – uh, both you Billies uh, said the Packers were going to take a step back, and they just they didn't draft. You a won't wide, let, let they, they, they didn't, they didn't that. draft a wide receiver. You. And I, I said, you know what, Billy? I see right now. I'm envisioning, oh, say week four, uh, the Packers are going to have their best linebacker and a very thin linebacker core hurt. Their best run stopper is going to be hurt, 
their two wide receivers, their their two wide receivers that anybody would take off the team, and then a bunch of whoever they are are going to be hurt, and they're going to win by two touchdowns. You would have said I was nuts. Okay, Dave, but let's look at the schedule so far. They played the Vikings, who have been probably one of the biggest disappointments in the league. Terrible. They had the Lions at home, which is, Terrible. I think, an easy win for a team that made the NFC Championship Correct. game. Correct. They Correct. beat the Saints in New Orleans, which I, what... I give them a good win, but that was without yeah. Michael Thomas and with the litany of injuries that they have. Okay, and then they at, played the 0-4 Falcons. At Minnesota is a pretty good win before they knew they were bad. No. <laughs> no, it's they not. They didn't know they were <laughs> Come bad. Come on then. now. <laughs> but he's right. You've had three cu- three kind of cupcakes in a in a Saints. Well, at, at least we beat the Saints. Yes. Well, you know you got the Bucks coming up on the 18th. So I not know. This week, but the next. Okay, Tampa, well, Brady. So. That'll be nice. A little Brady Rogers action. A little dose of reality for you. What's going on with the Saints? Ooh. That's my question. They look better. They're yeah. just they're injured, man. It, it, a lot of injuries in the NFL this year. Not just COVID is. You know, affecting these games. Maybe it's the lack of preparation. There's no preseason. Uh, you had to really just go jump into the fire with this NFL season. But the Saints have been riddled by injury, and specifically the defensive side. Um, it's almost like a hot knife through butter when these teams are on the ground against the Saints defense. And and while their offense is still great, when you got your number one wide receiver out who is already commanding double teams, then you're having to rely on Alvin Kamara to do it all. So Drew Brees. Did not throw a pass past 20 yards two weeks ago. He didn't. And I think that when you're looking at the debate of Drew Brees and Tom Brady right now, both have declined a little. But like we just talked about, Tom Brady is top three in the NFL in touchdown throws this year. Drew Brees is more looking like a, a dink and dunk passer right now. So the Saints starting to trend downwards. And I'm fully expecting Billy to call into this segment to yell at my blasphemy, but I'm just not sold on the Saints, and I hated him way before I ever met that kid. If I'm a quarterback, there's one team I never want to play for. It's the Chicago Bears. You start to think it's just this general manager or this coach, but outside of Jim McMahon, name a successful quarterback in the modern era of football for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I don't think I can. And, you know, maybe the formula is to put Trubisky in, and then let Nick Foles come in because that's the only way Nick Foles has been good has been right. good in these games. But um, you know, I agree with you. I do not want to be a Bears quarterback and, or kicker for that matter. After who's, some the of co- the, uh, who's the who's the quarterback when uh, they lost to the Colts in the Super Bowl? You can't even. I'm not sure. Was it was it Rex Grossman? It no, was. It might have been. It was Grossman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's been so. before Jay I mean, Cutler, right? But they did go to a Super yeah, Bowl did, in 2008. After was, Bob Abilene. That was 14 years ago. I mean, some greats like Brian Greasy or uh, Kyle Orton. <laughs> oh, Kyle um, Orton. Jim Harbaugh, if you really want to get down to it. Man. You know what's pissed about Tom Brady's hair is Kyle Orton. He's like, okay, I'm an NFL quarterback, too, uh, and I'm short and I'm bald. There are some franchises that have no business being as bad as they are. Dallas and Chicago are two of them. McCarthy Ball. At least Dallas is in, uh, you know, they're, they're still in the conversation because they're Dallas. They're America's team still. Yeah. Uh, there's too many. It's And Texas is a state of their own. Uh, but Chicago, come on, man. You, they should be better. They should be back. They should be in the playoffs every single year vying for a Super Bowl. Uh, it's shameful what that franchise doesn't do. 
Uh, I mean, okay. I guess I'll, I'll have to I'll have to take your word for it, Tony. I, I wasn't yeah. born when they were actually making any hassle with the 85 Bears and Mike Dicta. All right, get your thought on this. And I, I absolutely think the social justice stuff plays a part. Tony doesn't really. But the NBA, the viewership is way down. So they had $15 million for game one of the finals last year. I know it's a different time of year. Game one this year, 7.4 million fans. Respectable under the circumstances. But that's down 3 million fans for game three. I mean, the ratings are minuscule for the NBA. Uh, your thoughts on that, Billy Rutledge? I think that does play a part, Dave. I, I think it would be foolish to say that it doesn't. I think there are there is some section of the population that takes that very seriously and, and, and doesn't watch. But we've also had never had an NBA Finals in October, right? I mean, sure. I was trying to watch the Monday Night Football game last night. I had two to watch. I also tried to watch the Rays Yankees game. And you know, I just I have so many different sporting options to watch, and I think that does play a part. Um, you know, we are all ready for sports to come back, and we have this loaded sports schedule. But even the most hardcore sports fans can't watch it all. And I think one thing that's playing against this NBA Finals is the lack of a home court advantage. Uh, being in the bubble, the same aesthetic every time that you watch the game, I think is many times it's hard for me to put it in perspective that it is a Finals game. I know they've added a few things to the court and some of the fans, but when I was watching the NBA playoffs, it was hard for me to think that this was a big game every week because right. it was – the same bubble, it was the same court, it looked like the same game that I had just watched a week ago that didn't mean anything. So I think there are many factors at play. I think the social justice, like you talked about, definitely does play a part. But also the fact that, you know, America is dominated by football. I mean, this is a football country. And, you know, when you watch all these football games on Sunday and then you got two on Monday and you've got SEC football back on Saturday – you know, watching Tyler Hero uh, trying to battle against a, a very uh, obviously overmatched Lakers team, a better Lakers team, it's just not on the docket for me. It's not on my priority. So, you know, before, when it's in April, I'm watching every second of those NBA Finals games because there's nothing else on. Uh, right now, we may all be home to a degree, but, you know, with everything on, the Finals isn't on my top three list sometimes. Yeah, I'm with you on the bubble. It's just I've been calling it the AAU tournament. It's just that's what it feels like to me. And that's why, frankly, I think the Kentucky kids are doing really well because they're AAU kids. Uh, and they are doing well in that bubble because that's what they do. They're younger, and, they, and they're used to just showing up at a hotel and playing 10 games that day and, and just and moving on. It doesn't feel like a championship. This seems like an AAU championship tournament. And that's why partly, and the competition, like you said, man, come on, dude. They, they can't compete. Normally they're competing against baseball in the summer when you're talking about uh, the playoffs, so they can do well. I was telling Dave, remember uh, – Draft night usually goes up against NFL draft night goes up against an NBA Finals game, and I remember a LeBron at his height of his powers. Not like he's not powerful now, but the height of his popularity got tripled up by the NFL draft night, and it was just like that's the that's the sport. And Dave mentioned the biggest factor: they have worked so hard to grow this sport internationally. That now, really, they don't need us. Because they recognized, I think, that fans were waning a little bit. And revenue was was not going to get any greater in this country. Then they tapped a, a country with, as you put it, uh, more NBA fans than we have total people. Yes. And that's just China and expanding their brand. Yao Ming was the first catalyst for that. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're smart about how they're going about getting their money. But, and I think you're right, Billy. The, the games in the bubble, I watched some of them early on. 
and it is like watching the it's almost like watching the Pro Bowl. Where the players have on the same yes. uniform but different helmets. Yes. And I'm trying to make it look like yes. it's a real football game. Yes. And it shouldn't be about the aesthetics and the yes. matching uniforms and the fans and Spike Lee on the court. Oh, wait, the Knicks aren't in the playoffs. But all of that does matter. Yeah, it does matter. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, all right, uh, Billy Rutledge is in Lexington. We, of course, the afternoon at Arch delivered by Papa John's. Go to papajohns.com. UK UofL football. Are we, simple question, are both schools now in a doesn't it feel like a must win for both teams this this weekend? Well, for Kentucky absolutely. Um, you know, Kentucky fans did not expect to start 0 and 2. Uh, there are many that were predicting an upset against Auburn, but there is no way that they would lose to Lane Kiffin, who is the new head coach of the Ole, Ole Miss, but what is not come to fruition is the typical Mark Stoops defense. They are I think 72nd out of 72nd when it comes to coverage from their secondary, they have not looked nice. good. Um, and while the offense has, you know, you got to have some defense. And that ru- primarily rushing attack for Kentucky is not built to come back against some of these high octane offenses. When Lane Kiffin is scoring in a minute 20 every single drive, it's really tough to come back with a five, six, seven minute drive where you're rushing the ball, you know, eight times and you're trying to grind it down the field. They're just built different than some of the competition that they're facing. Bo Nix and Auburn, that was running an up-tempo spread. Lane Kiffin, like I talked about. Now Mike Leach comes to town with the air raid. Um, so they are really getting their money's worth with this opening schedule. And with an all-conference schedule, there's no easy ones. You know, normally you got, you know, three cupcakes. You got, you know, Vandy and Missouri to get you to five, and you need one more to get to six to get a bowl game. You know, without that, it's going to be a struggle. And I agree. I think Kentucky is in must-win now mode uh, just to regain the reputation of their program that they've been, uh, you know, talking up for the last two, three years. And Louisville, meanwhile, I think I I agree, even though the schedule sets up a little bit easier for them. But all the hype and momentum that I believe that Louisville had after that great 2019 season, their first year under Coach Satterfield, I think they've started to lose some of that. And I think um, some people are starting to prod and ask some questions about Satterfield. And you guys know winning solves everything. And a win from Satterfield, Louisville to kind of get back on track, will silence some of those doubters. But I agree. I think that both of these teams are uh, are surprised, I would say, with the start that they've had. Well, I think it comes down to talent, plain and simple. I mean, Kentucky, there's the intangible love, and Kentucky fans know this. You'll get a lead against a team, and you're sitting there going, how are they going to blow this? I've seen it too many times. How are they going to lose this? And they do. They find a way to do that. And they're talking about best team in a long time for Kentucky. And Stoops is recruiting well. But he'll be ninth or 10th in the conference. So all the teams that you're playing have recruited better players than you. And they already had better players. Louisville's being exposed because Scott Satterfield did a magical job last year of finding some really good offensive players and hiding behind Becton and surprising people with your offense. Bobby didn't leave him anybody on defense. No offense to the players. But they're not deep at all, and you lose Becton, you have some issues on the line, and people know what you do now, it's going to take him a little bit of time. They're, Kentucky's not as talented as other SEC teams, and Louisville has a really good offensive coach, but they need players, Billy. You know, with the downfall of Bobby, Kentucky jumped at the opportunity to win the state of Kentucky with the recruiting battles. They have taken over, and they've gotten those four-star guys. But at the same time, it's still Kentucky. And while the, the state's recruiting talent has gone up in the past few years, it is not 
anything compared to the Georgias or, you know, the Alabamas or really anywhere else in the South. It, it is different. There is a difference. I think Seth Williams, the Auburn receiver, did great things versus Kentucky. Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver for Ole Miss, those two guys just looked like a class above the guys that Kentucky had on defense. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes to what you're saying, that the talent level that these teams are able to bring in. And, and, you know, speaking about Louisville, talk about the great job that Satterfield was able to do in his one year with those players. And, and we've talked about giving Satterfield a chance to get his guys in. But I'm still disappointed by the star guys. I think you are, too. I think there are some high expectations with this team, despite the recruiting that they have. And, and maybe that continues to grow as Satterfield continues to get his guys in. But I think these two programs are definitely in two different positions, though. You know, Kentucky is, is much more win-now mode. They are much more, you know, we should be getting seven, six, seven wins in a ten-game schedule just because of the leaps and bounds they've made over the last few years. After the fall of Bobby Petrino and what they've had to climb out of, you know, I think Louisville fans and should maybe – temper their expectations just a little bit more than I think Kentucky fans at this point. My advice, I uh, gave it yesterday, I'm going to give it again today. I think Kentucky and Louisville should just cheat in football. Uh, the worst thing that happens in football when you get caught is that they you don't go to the bowl game. I'm kind of done with the whole uh, NCAA thing. No one cares. No one cares. So, look, go get the best players. So if you sit the bowl game, it's not like sitting out the NCAA tournament. It's a totally different thing. The bowl game is kind of extra because Louisville's like, hey, we're going to get a vacation in Florida. Or we're going to be able to go to Nashville and party for a weekend. So if you skip one of those years, eh, who cares? Go out there, pay for the best players, and get them in town. Okay, it's not like basketball. When we miss the NCAA tournament, the whole world shuts down around here. I get it, but so don't mess with basketball. Don't cheat in basketball. But my recommendation, Vince Tyre and uh, for Rich, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch Marthart, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Marthart, uh, wow. cheat. Yeah, go out and get the players. Can we wait a couple of years before we start this plan of yours? <laughs> what? I need a couple of sunny pasture years. <laughs> no, 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 without, no. Hey, nothing's no. going yeah. on around here. Let's go get some damn you know, could... players. Tony, you were alive back in 1987. You don't remember the SMU scandal? You don't remember the death penalty? I mean, I think oh, that would devastate yeah. a city like oh, Louisville if they were no. to have recruiting They're not going to give that out no. anymore. They're not going to give that and out Louisville anymore. can't outspend the SEC They're anyway. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Look, Ole Miss did it for years, and they benefited. They missed one bowl season. That's it. And they cheated for like six or seven years. Remember the Nebraska coach? What was his name? They were, he would call them out at press conferences like, we all know how Ole Miss is getting players. Hey, we get that. We know that. Oh, that was that was Phil Fulmer, wasn't it, for Tennessee or no? No, 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 no. I mean, everyone knew what Mississippi and Ole Miss were doing. Both those schools said, we're tired of being the bottom four with Vandy and Kentucky. We're going to go get some players. And what happened? For about five, ten years, they went up a notch, and they started playing with the big boys. They knocked off a couple number ones while they were there. And guess what? They had fun. You're paying for the basketball players. Not, why not pay for the football players? Just bad well, advice. that's the thing, Tony. You already you already have your reputation as a cheater and a scandal school. You want to just continue that and just embrace it because you want. No to one cares win? anymore. No one cares anymore. No one cares. No one cares anymore. The reason they cared about the Louisville stuff is because it was salacious. If it was just paying players, none of this. Well, no one would care. And Louisville had the moral high ground over Kentucky basketball. Yes, these are going to say, "Hey, we've never yeah. cheated like that." Oh, crap! Well, damn it. Uh, so yeah, no, the scandals are merging together at this point. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. No, but uh, pain, by the way, no one cares. No one cares. And even the FBI thing, remember, oh, this is going to shut down NCAA basketball. Kansas is done. Louisville, everybody's going to be. What has happened from this gigantic multi-million dollar FBI scandal? Goose egg. Well, Rick got fired. That's about well, it. Well, it was fine, but he was going to get fired anyway. Yeah. Uh, zero. Nothing has happened to Kansas and North Carolina State and the rest of these damn schools. Nothing has happened. Louisville, where if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah. Pot, I'm, pot I, kettle. I'm, 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 I'm not condoning the basketball programs to cheat. I am condoning the football programs to cheat. Okay. <laughs> They're out there. Go get the players. Uh, all right, Billy, how is Lexington? How's, what's going on in Lexington? Everything good? It's good, guys. You know, I went to my first game. I somehow got credentialed to the Kentucky Ole Miss game, and oh, I, nice. I was pleasantly surprised. You know, Western Kentucky has an open-air press box. So if it's cold, if you're playing a game in December, oh. everybody's cold up there. Oh. So it, it was nice to have some air conditioning up there and, you know, just have a little sense of normalcy with some SEC football back last weekend. I've never understood that. You have these, high, uh, these seven-figure guys doing football games, and they're standing up there in December and January at bowl games wearing their long coats, yeah. and you can see their breath. It's dumb. You can't pipe the crowd noise in yeah. without having to open the window. Oh, by the way, I, I what is this, 1920? I thought this yesterday or Sunday watching the NFL, if they don't have a shot of the stands, I get caught up that this crowd noise is the game. Yeah. It looks like a normal game. Are you all doing that too? Now, Bailey, they're, they're playing that in the stadiums now too, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are, and uh, Coach Stoops was asked about it on his um, Coach Stoops show yesterday that's also aired on 840 WHAS. But he said that he didn't really tell a difference, and he immediately had to preface it with, you know, I respect and everybody, I really appreciate everybody coming out to the game. But, you know, he even said, even if he gets into a zone, he puts his headphones on, he didn't hear anything. So I don't think these crowds are making much of a difference. But we did learn, you know, the NFL and the SEC – Really, the SEC pushed back their start date uh, in a very wise move by Commissioner Greg Sankey that, that really has allowed the other conferences to come back in with confidence. But what they learned in those four weeks that they were out, well, one of them is that you know it's weirder to not have any crowd noise at all than there is to have a pumped-in crowd noise. So there is some pumped-in, I believe there was, at the Kentucky game, and I think they should continue to do that because the opposite is almost eerie, guys. I don't know if you... Maybe seen that at high school games more often or not, but oh. if, if there's no crowd at all in silence, it, it's almost like you know it's not even a normal game. Well, no. you, you, you talked about the aesthetics uh, watching the NBA in the bubble and how it's just not right. I mean, the players acted like this is like a scrimmage because the players they're not looking up trying to meet chicks during a game; they're focused on the game, yeah. and they need to have it sound there's and feel a, like a regular game. I mean, they get they thing. get pumped up. It's third and one. Yeah. We got it, and if it's dead silent, and all you hear are a few players' voices and coaches yelling. It would be really strange. Yeah, come on, man. There's an energy thing. Unless you're right. A.J. Rose throwing up the deuces and pointing at people in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most Kentucky play ever. And then two plays later, fumble! Fumble! Uh, ah. All right, Billy Rutledge, oh uh, be good. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy it, guys. Talk to you later. See you. Right, Watching a highlight here of the Cleveland Browns 3-1. and one. For the first time since 1911. Yep. All right. Lots of pasta. Lots of pasta. Louisville.com. You got time to head on over there today, do a little grocery shopping, maybe get some dinner and take it home. Oh, and this is the perfect weather as it cools down at night to have 
Because in the summertime, you're like, I, you know, I love spaghetti, but I don't want to have it in the middle of the, of the 95 degrees. But mm-hmm. you can have that big plate of lasagna, five different kinds of lasagnas. If you get kind of busy, just pop it in, set the timer, come home, and 8 to 10 to 12 people can munch down on some vegetarian lasagna, Mexican lasagna, traditional lasagna. They have the chicken pot pies, which I love with the roasted vegetables, peas. No, I'm sorry, there's no peas. There are green beans. I mean, this kind of weather is lots of pasta weather. Yes, yeah, so stop on by and let's get it going. You don't want to get uh, you don't want to cook tonight, man. Just have them do it and take it home and warm it up. If not, you know, you buy that expensive and it is a little bit more expensive pasta, but it's better. It's oh imported. my word. It's imported from Italy. This is the best stuff. You you cook up a pound of that, you eat on it all week. Cuz you're a big anti-carb guy, but you eat yeah. this stuff, you're like, "Wait a minute." Oh, love it. It does not feel the same as that 10 oh. for 10 pasta. And then in the freezer, they have the homemade pasta they make there, and they infuse it with flavor. Yeah. They have like an herb fettuccine, which is really, really good. Ooh, when we saw yesterday the pumpkin raviolis. Wife loves that. Ooh. You get some oil. And, oh, yeah. Doggy. This is lots of pasta weather, man. Back after this on 790 KRD. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.